the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan, innovation that excites. Well, as always on Tuesday, we round off the show by going on the couch. And today we want to talk about a tangential aspect of COVID, which uh, features a topic we have covered before. We're talking about vascular illnesses, and it's a pleasure to welcome uh, Mr. Michael Arthur Murphy, consultant vascular surgeon at the Beacon Clinic. Uh, Welcome to the programme, Michael. First of all, remind us, a, a vascular surgeon or specialist deals with what part of our anatomy? So we, we uh, deal with uh, vascular diseases. So there are diseases that affect blood vessels, either arteries or veins. So arterial disease is considered more serious and can lead to more acute life-threatening or limb-threatening uh, disorders. And that consists of uh, mainly atherosclerosis or clogging up of the arteries, leading to poor circulation or strokes, or aneurysms, which are localized expansions of arteries which can uh, develop to large sizes and, and ultimately burst uh, and are life-threatening in, in those situations. And then there are the more common, I suppose, venous diseases, which, um, varicose, of which varicose veins would be the, the most common disorder. Uh, and then there are thrombosis or blood clots, which can affect either the arteries or the veins. When they affect the arteries, they can cause acute uh, life or limb-threatening uh, lack of blood flow to vital organs or tissues. Uh, And then when blood clots occur in the veins, it's usually a deep vein thrombosis, uh, which can uh, also lead to serious consequences with pulmonary embolism uh, if the clot travels. What's the difference between an aneurysm and a clot? So an aneurysm is a localised expansion of a blood vessel. It develops, it's usually something that develops in, in older age, so about 20% of all men over age 60 will develop an aneurysm, and it's, a, it's, a, a, it's like a ballooning out of a blood vessel. Uh, it usually occurs in the uh, abdominal aorta, um, but can occur in the legs and other parts of the body. Uh, and it, it doesn't cause any symptoms, but can gradually get uh, enlarged, uh, get bigger and bigger, to a point where the wall has thinned to an extent that it can actually burst, and you get in, internal bleeding at that point. So it's something that's uh, it's important to um, to look for in people who have a family history of, uh, of aortic aneurysms, because it, it, it's four times more common in people who've had um, a first degree relative who've had one. And for a patient, what are the symptoms that you might have vascular illness, either an aneurysm, a clot, or anything else? So for, for aneurysms, uh, screening is important because they, they're often completely asymptomatic un, until they do uh, uh, burst. So that, that's something for screening. Uh, the, the other condition, atherosclerosis, which is something that affects the heart and the peripheral uh, arteries, uh, is something that can manifest as uh, pains in the limbs, most commonly the legs. So uh, the most common symptom with atherosclerosis would be uh, calf what we call calf claudication or a cramping pain in the calf or other parts of the leg, which happens after you walk a certain distance. So, it, uh, and particularly bad when you when you walk up a hill. Uh, it's that the pain is then if you stop walking, the pain uh, uh, goes away within a couple of minutes. Uh, and that if, if if you get that sort of pain, it uh, it might indicate um, 
atherosclerosis and it's important to get um, checked out uh, in those circumstances. Okay, now, what has emerged in relation to COVID patients and vascular disease? So one of the things that's been uh, uh, shown in in studies of early patients in Italy and again repeated uh, in the United States and around the world is that there's a a vastly increased incidence of blood clots in uh, COVID. Uh, And these blood clots can, they occur in, not only in the lungs, but also around the, around the body. And people have, a, have a, had a, a much higher incidence of blood clots affecting the legs, uh, particularly uh, the veins, causing deep vein thrombosis, but also uh, arteries. And there have been reported incidences of uh, limb loss with amputations from uh, abnormal blood clots uh, caused by COVID. And, and therefore, when we heard in the beginning the key issue about flattening the curve was the pressure on ventilators. And the whole emphasis was that this was a respiratory illness. Is the science on that changing? Uh, not entirely, but I think more has been understood that it is, it is a more, uh, it's a more systemic disease that affects not only the lungs, but, but other tissues and other parts of the body. And one of those parts, unfortunately, uh, is the uh, inner lining of blood vessels. So even in, in the, within the lungs themselves, one of the, the main components of, of the pathology has been shown to be blood clots occurring within, within the uh, small blood vessels of the lungs. And that's actually contributing to the difficulty breathing and, and increasing the, the requirement for uh, oxygen and ventilators. So what, what has now been implemented is earlier and more aggressive use of uh, blood thinning drugs. So heparin, which is a type of drug that we use to, um, to reduce blood clots, has become part of uh, standard therapy uh, against uh, COVID. And, and patients who are admitted to hospital with um, uh, COVID uh, with respiratory symptoms are, um, are put on blood thinning drugs at an early stage now. Yeah, because uh, I I was reading from Bergamo in Italy that there was these detailed uh, autopsies done and they were saying actually ventilators wasn't the key issue, respiratory wasn't, that actually it was the coagulation of the blood was actually what was killing people and there was was massive damage done to people uh, on the autopsy. Could you talk to us a little bit about that? What is the international experience? So uh, from my understanding as well, uh, those same studies, that what, the, what they showed was that uh, the, the, the uh, small blood vessels within the lungs were getting uh, filled up or clogged up with, with blood clot. Uh, and that was ultimately what was uh, uh, making people anoxic or, or stopping the, the exchange of oxygen um, in the lungs uh, and leading to their severe uh, respiratory illness that, that couldn't be the ventilators it doesn't cure um, the lungs as such it's, it's just a support that's put in place so it's a supportive treatment uh, that allow that, that really buys people time to allow their own immune systems to, to uh, attack the, the virus and the, the, the pathological features associated with the virus um, and and hopefully recover but it's really just it's it's a it's a lifeboat to to try and get people through that that period of time and you really are depending on on them with whatever medications they're they're on as well, which which aren't really defined yet to to get them through. 
Well, well, that's where I was trying to go with this, because you know all the research into a vaccine and into antiviral drugs. Is there a cardiovascular anticoagulant uh, treatment on the way that you would give as part of a course of a treatment to a COVID patient who could be in ICU? Yes, but I, th- I think what you said there, uh, as part of the treatment is important. Uh, it, it, a vascular or anti-clotting drug isn't going, isn't going to be the be-all and, and cure-all for the disease, but, and, but rather an important uh, part uh, of, of the whole therapeutic strategy. And if someone suffers from vascular disease, are they then one of the at-risk groups? We've heard of people with diabetes, uh, people with with other ailments, elderly people and so on. Would vascular disease, in other words, if you had varicose veins problems, would you be in an at-risk category for COVID? Uh, Yes. um, If you you have arterial disease, you're definitely in a a more at-risk category for COVID, but not necessarily varicose veins. With varicose veins, you may have an increased risk of, of, of clots, but it's more atherosclerotic arterial disease uh, and the risk factors that are associated with that. So the risk factors for that are high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, high cholesterol, as well as, uh, as uh, smoking uh, and uh, genetic factors, so uh, inherited predisposition to vascular disease. But there's certainly, uh, and things that are associated with that may be chronic renal failure or heart disease, which also are, are common among patients with vascular disease, uh, are, have all been shown, along with uh, chronic respiratory disease, to, to be major risk factors for getting severe COVID and from uh, dying from COVID. Finally, then, we hear now that people who didn't go to hospital, who had COVID and thought they got out of it, are having recurring symptoms of fatigue and, and you know, other headaches and so on. Is there an issue there for, for, for vascular problems that may be semi-permanent? Yeah, I, th- I think if, if anybody has had COVID, they, may, they, they should be considered at increased risk of uh, thrombosis. So any signs... Uh, of a DVT, for example, should be taken very seriously and, and investigated with a, a right. scan or a blood test. All right. Well, the science is still emerging, but the clear warning is there. If you have suffered from vascular disease, uh, particularly the arterial end of it, uh, you need to be very careful in relation to COVID-19. My sincere thanks to Michael Arthur Murphy, consultant vascular surgeon at the Beacon Clinic, for joining me on the couch today to talk about the links between vascular disease, clots, aneurysms and so on, and COVID-19. The Hard Shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Together, let's play our part by staying apart. Nissan, innovation that excites.